0: This isn't your typical motorsports podcast. You're
1: listening to Crush This, a monster truck podcast presented by High Octane Coffee and Jay Concepts. A show where we take you inside the minds of your favorite drivers, past and present of the monster truck industry. And now your hosts, Brad Shaw and Dan Chichagash. Buckle in. The show starts now.
2: To a new episode of Crush This and Monster Truck podcast presented by High Octane Coffee and Jay Concepts. Once again, we also want to thank uh, Nick Davis and uh, Back, Back Channel, Black or Back or whatever, Back Channel Productions. Uh, also, uh, Marty Garza and his book, and uh, Monster Truck Technology, and also 6B uh, Apparel for our crew shirts and uh, other things that they do. But uh, hey, Brad. Brad's here.
0: Yeah, What's I'm here. Brad? Uh,
2: I... Outside of uh, outside of the weather in Canada, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it's pretty cool hearing that we got some uh, merchandise now up and running.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, today, as uh, which is today, the 22nd of uh, April, uh, we have t-shirts available. Finally, uh, we did some shirts with uh, Obsessed Fire in the previous. Thank you to Rick and Eric Swanson for doing that for us. Um, but we We have a new online store. Uh, it's I believe the link is below the collar.com backslash this podcast. Um It'll be in the description of the episode. Uh, but yeah, we're we're excited. T-shirts are going to be twenty dollars, so a very fair price. Um, and the company that does them, which is based out of Chicago, One Hour Tees, Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, owns the. They're both the same company. They're the ones that print them and shirt uh, and ship them to you guys. So I'm really excited, you know, more designs are going to be coming, and, you know, if you guys have any ideas for designs, just let us know. Shoot me a message, Brad, and I, I can make a design, you know. And
2: be honest with you, Brad, you should do a t-shirt with the logo that you have right now on Skype, the, uh, the hot rod with the motor. Just crush this and the lightning bolts.
0: That one actually is Um, uh, pending on with them. So I I submitted that design today and it's pending. So hopefully by this episode coming up or, you know, it'll be once that shirt is up, it'll be uh, available to you guys. And yeah, uh, that's one thing that you guys can do to help us out. It'll allow us to, you know, uh, afford new equipment and be able to, you know, give you guys better quality content in the future. So we're excited.
2: Yes, yes. On that, uh, with uh, that, our guest today, I know him as my roommate. Uh, he drove uh, – he was a fan just like everyone else, but he got working hard. He helped out with a bunch of teams, uh, drove. Uh, also, uh, he's the only crew chief that actually can say – that his monster truck that he worked on did a successful front flip, um, and also uh, he is right now uh, campaigning and is a teammate truck to John Gordon in Bad Company, which he is gonna be. He's on MonsterCast if you want to see that. Cam and Mason and uh, Shane, those guys are rocketed out. Props to them. But this guy right now is on a pretty cool truck itself, sponsored by Fast Metal Sunglasses uh is the fast metal truck and the driver himself brian mays how you doing today sir hey i'm doing great thank
1: you guys for having me super excited uh to finally be on here
0: well i'm pretty stoked to have you on here um uh, so is cheech so if a lot of people don't know your your kind of history with uh monster trucks and kind of your backstory uh tell us you know who you are and you know the kind of uh background that you have
1: all right well uh I, I think like a lot of people i just started off as a fan i uh i started off by attending uh monster jam shows and other uh, independent shows as a kid um always had a big interest in monster trucks and just anything motorsports anything with the big engine big tires loud um i was always a real big fan i uh i i was just drawn to them right away and uh i i knew one day i i'd always told myself i said one day i want to drive monster trucks and uh just with a little bit of hard work, a little bit of uh, a little bit of luck and a little bit of uh, being in the right place at the right time, uh, got my opportunities and just tried to do my best to uh, make the most of them.
2: And then how, I know you uh, did some stadium events and whatnot, but you, you quickly got yourself on a team with Jimmy Creedon, didn't you?
1: I did, yeah. back in uh, Back in twenty fourteen, after I uh, actually graduated from college at New Mexico State, I uh, I told myself I'd, I loved de- I love the I love the degree and I love the, the the subject that I studied. I said, but I I want to do monster trucks. So that's when I sent. That's when I uh, got on Facebook and I sent the the two extreme team a uh, message and said, Hey, um, how can I uh, how can I get into the sport? Is there any way that I can volunteer my time is there any way that i can uh get some hands-on experience something that i can uh work towards hopefully a uh, a possible job opportunity um with you guys and uh and i got a I i got a i got a message back and they said well we're going to be uh in phoenix uh which is a short drive away uh for you we're going to be there uh for for monster jam come out there come work with us for a couple days come show us what you got and uh uh, we'll go from there so i uh so i left uh so i left albuquerque for the weekend went, drove down to phoenix uh met jim and don creton and uh after a weekend uh, helping them out they said well if, if you would like to if you like to come out uh and be part of the team we're gonna offer you a, a job opportunity so i moved home i uh put in my two weeks at work i moved out of my apartment and uh, set sales for uh, Tonganoxie, Kansas, and uh, got my start with them. Um, it was uh, I was pretty much thrown into the deep end right away. I mean, being uh, being somewhat mechanically sound, but not knowing the ins and out of a monster truck, I, uh, I I just did my best to learn as much as I could from uh, from Jim, from uh, Cameron Meiggs, and Darren Meiggs. Uh, just anyone who was in and out of the shop, I always just tried to, uh, to kind of stick by them and to try to learn as much as I could and to just try to make the most of every opportunity uh, as well. See, that that's such
0: a cool story because it proves that, that age old saying, you know, if you don't ask, then, you know, you never know. And, and that's, that's a really cool, you know, a fact. So you started out crewing with them. How did the transition coming to drive iron outlaw happen for you?
1: Uh. Yeah, the uh, starting off, Jim had said uh, you're going to start off crewing for you're going to start off crewing for me and Don. And uh, once you once you learn the ins and outs of the trucks, and I'm comfortable with you getting behind the seat, um, I'll give you a testing opportunity in the field there at the shop. And after uh, shoot, I want to say maybe four months of working on the road, he said uh, he said well. Uh, he, he, here's some uh, here's some equipment that you can borrow. Uh, strap it into the truck, and uh, we're going to take you down to the uh, to the test field, and we're you're going to do a few hits. We're going to practice some hole shots, um, and just try to see just try to see how you look in the truck. So then after uh, after the first day, he said things. He, he goes uh, he goes that went uh, that went pretty well, but there's but there's always room for improvement and uh so, so then after that you said well i'm gonna send you out on the road with trent and uh the seat Brian Outlaw is currently open and uh you're gonna fill that seat and uh try to make that truck into yours trying to try to try to put your name on that truck so um i drove out there to uh, actually had to drive out to detroit to go meet trent and uh headed out to canada our uh, first show out there in uh, provost and uh, did that show over the weekend? I want to say it was three shows in three days, and uh, had some ups and downs, uh, some definitely some good learning experiences. Um, it wasn't how I had planned it out to be, because uh, in your head you're not going to be nervous the first time that you're driving, but then you you strap you strap into the truck, you put your helmet on, and the nerves just kind of roll through you. And uh, and it'll be uh, my first show will be one that I'll never forget. Uh, just the adrenaline that I had, um, just just the feeling of sheer excitement of uh, this is something that I wanted to do as a kid. And
2: uh, I finally making it uh, a reality was uh, was really cool. So here's here's one thing I think a lot of people don't understand is, okay, you got behind the wheel of the monster truck. You did your thing. But one criteria that a lot of teams have is getting your CDL. I don't think a lot of people talk about it. And I think this is a perfect example because you had to get your you, I mean you were driving outlaw, but was the, one of the criteria Jimmy wanted you to do was get a CDL, correct? And yes. And if oh yeah, uh, you, when you did get it, when you got it, I mean, uh, just tell the normal the the people the the steps of getting one. Like, I mean, it's not easy, right. but then again, when you get one, it's pretty good. It's a golden ticket.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. Uh whenever I had first met Jim and uh, we were talking about the job opportunity and potentially joining a team, he said, if you are to become a member of this team, I need you to get a CBL so that you can drive the rig. And I said, anything that you need that I need to get done or I need to do, I'll do my best to get, I'll do the best of my abilities to, uh, to make that happen. So, uh, so when I put in my two weeks uh, back when I was living in uh, Albuquerque, I, went and did all my research for the, uh, uh, the CDL, uh, permit or license, whatever you want to call it. And I, uh, I made sure to do as much as I could in the time that I was going to be home before I went to Kansas. So I, there's, there's a couple of different portions. There's the online test that you need to take before you can schedule your, your walk around or your driving test. So I, so I went out, I, uh, scheduled my, uh, my written test. I passed the test. And then, so that gave me my permit, which I could drive. I could drive the rig, but I had to drive it under the restrictions of one more CDL driver. So to a point I was a little bit of a help, but I still wasn't able to log my own hours. So I was still lacking that full CDL permit. But, uh, after a couple months, of working on the road with Jim and touring around we uh we actually ended our first quarter in El Paso which is uh about four hours or so from where I'm from and so I I tried my best to do my scheduling around it and I uh I scheduled my, my driving test for the following week after El Paso so after a little bit of practice in the rig and doing my walk around with Jim uh drove up to uh drove up and did my did my walk around did my driving test passed everything um so it gave me my full cdl drivers my my full cdl cdl driver's license which was a huge help because um on the road with the monster jam team or a monster truck team sorry uh there's you know this as well as I do, there's a lot of miles, there's a lot of hours on the road that you're spent uh, during the week traveling, and it's always helpful to have multiple drivers, so after getting that CBL, um, I knew I kind of was a little bit more of a productive member of the team and trying my best to pull my own weight uh, mechanically, driving the rig, uh, driving the monster truck, Um, but I would say probably one of my uh, highlights of my independent career was getting my CDL because uh, it opened up so many more doors for me as well.
0: One question that I wanted to ask is, you know, being a member of, you know, two extreme, the, the one thing that with that team is the legendary Jimmy Creighton horsepower. And the first time you got behind of, you know, the wheel, of that truck is, is that like a, a truth? Like is, is, are the motors like more stout than other teams?
1: Um, I've driven for a few different teams, and uh, I I will say that the Cretan horsepower is a real thing. The uh, the power and the performance that comes out of those those Cretan horsepower engines with those huge transmissions is is incredible. Um, I I've driven plenty in in my time before monster trucks. I had driven plenty of uh, of fast street cars, fast street trucks, but nothing matched the uh, the feeling of excitement and power as uh, the first time sitting behind the wheel of uh, one of the Korean monster trucks, just the uh, just the way it sat you in the seat and uh, and just the the immediate response on the throttle was uh, was was really cool and uh, and something that uh, that is uh, special to those uh, to that team.
2: Yeah, jump on board and get yourself one of those Hall brothers trucks. Uh, see, and see, I have a bucket list, and uh, my
1: bucket list, I'm slowly, I'm slowly checking off uh, boxes, but uh,
2: but I gotta get that Hall's brother, uh, that Hall's brother box checked off someday. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's another that's another uh, story on itself. But we'll continue on. Okay, so um, I, I met you uh, actually at the Bradenton show, and. And you did transition from driving the Iron Outlaw to uh, becoming a crew member of Monster Jam. Um, I remember you were talking to me about it, and it, the jump from uh, Iron, uh, the Hall, uh, from Hall Brothers, uh, from Iron Outlaw to Extreme to Monster Jam was—is that mostly you said? I remember you said that it was like a portfolio. For you to let people know, hey, you know, I was a crew member for a Monster Jam for Monster Jam, so uh, that would help you out in your portfolio in the Monster Truck world, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah, I had a, uh, I had always been a huge fan of Monster Trucks and Monster Jam um, as well, and I and I had always wanted to, I had always wanted to kind of do it all. I I I had always wanted to to crew for a Monster Truck team. To, to hopefully one day drive a monster truck, to hopefully one day work for Monster Jam and um, see how far that would take me. And then um, just try to see how far I could get in the sport as far as crewing for Monster Jam, maybe crewing for independent teams, driving for independent teams. I mean, shoot, we, we never know, maybe driving for Monster Jam one day. Um, but after the Braden show, after we had talked, I had received a phone call from, uh, from CVH expressing some interest about me coming over from to extreme as a driver and going over to monster jam as a, as a, as one of the crew members for a, uh, for a team. And uh, after a little bit of thought and a little bit of uh, discussing with my parents and trying to, trying to figure out what was best for me and uh, and what might maybe take me to the next level, uh, decided to, to, to take monster jam up on that offer and to become a, uh, a crew member of a, of a monster jam team, um, knowing that I wasn't going to be driving, but I was going to be crewing. It was something that I was going to be okay with because it was going to be another experience that I would, uh, that I'd be able to gain and something I could always look back to as something I did when I was younger, something I could tell my kids about whenever, uh, whenever that time comes. Um, but just going, uh, but just going from the independent team to monster jam, I was super excited. I knew that there was different opportunities, for me, maybe uh, a couple, a couple ones that I may not have gotten with the Two Extreme team. Um, I, I loved my time with Two Extreme. Um, I I I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't uh, trade that for anything in the world. Um, from from uh, from traveling through so many states uh, in the lower 48, traveling through all the provinces, through uh, through Canada, um, doing all the shows, all the people I've met, I would never trade that for anything. But I knew that with Monster Jam, I would uh, I, I would open maybe a couple more doors and see where I could potentially go with the sport and just see, uh, just see what the what the what the company could offer and uh, so that's so that's why I had decided to go with Monster Jam and um, and see who I would be crewing for, which drivers uh, who I'd always looked up to, which drivers I could meet, which which crew guys. Who I'd looked up to uh, in the past, who I could work alongside, um, as well. Uh, so, so that's kind of why I had uh, chose to uh, to take Monster Jam up on that offer. So, uh, I know that you were predominantly the crew chief of the
0: VP Fields Racing Mad Scientist with Lee O'Donnell, but did you crew for any other trucks within Monster Jam, or was it just VP?
1: Uh, I did crew for a few more teams. The uh, the first team that I ever crewed for was I was the you can put quotation marks around it the third guy for the team of uh, Colt Michaelberger and Max D and uh, Bailey Shea and Scooby Doo. Each each of those drivers had their crew chief, and I kind of bounced back and forth between each team whoever needed me at the time. So so that so I had started off crewing for them um, during my first first quarter with Monster Jam in 2016, and then. Uh, uh after I had after I started crewing for Lee, once in a while they'd pull me uh away from the Florida shop and they'd send me to a show and I crewed for uh I crewed for Bailey in uh in South America in the first in the first show that we ever did in uh, in Argentina, I crewed for her there. Um, I crewed for Nicole Johnson in uh Salinas. I guess you could say I have a scooby doo kinda of trend going on there. Um <laughs> Who else did I crew for? Uh, I, I actually crewed for John Gordon. That's that's where me and him kind of uh that's where me and him kind of uh kind of uh got together as far as being uh, being better friends and good teammates. Uh, I crewed for him in his first ever Monster Jam show uh, in the Bad Company truck uh, up in Syracuse. Um, shoot, who else have I crewed for? And skipping my, skipping my memory, um, <laughs> but but I have a I have crewed for a few different trucks um, in the past, um, but 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 the truck but the truck that I was with the most was the uh, was with Leo Donnell the VP race those Matt scientists. I was for him with for about three years, um, and I think that's what people will remember me most for was uh, was his crew chief.
2: And I was uh, I was actually with you on a few of your shows in your uh, first uh, leg stent of, uh, of that um, I remember we did a bunch of summer shows and stuff like that and and uh, uh, but it was pretty cool to st- talk about how you got the position because a lot of people have said that trying to be lead. Lee's crew chief is a uh, is a, kind of like a uh, I guess the closest thing to becoming like kind of a crew chief of a monster uh, NASCAR team I guess uh, in the monster truck world uh, because there there's criterias to become his crew chief because there, there there's a lot of people that try to be his crew chief but it doesn't end up so well.
1: Yeah, the uh, the one thing I will go. Uh, the one thing I will say going back to my, uh, my time with, uh, Jimmy Creighton was that, uh, you learn to have a thick skin, um, uh, being around these, uh, these hardcore competitive monster truck, monster jam drivers. Um, you learn to have a thick skin and you learn about expectations and how things should get done in, uh, in their eyes and, and, uh, and, and, and ways to keep them happy. And, uh, and I learned that with Jim, and that was one thing that I will contribute to my time with Lee is, uh, is that my attention to detail and um, my work ethic was one thing that helped me and him really gel as a team and uh, get along so well and really work so well. Um, it was actually my first Vegas World Finals uh, as a part <laughs> – sorry – as a member of, uh, Monster Jam, when I met Lee, uh, we all went out for, uh, for ramp testing just to go see how, uh, how ramps looked for, uh, for practice. And, uh, Tanner Swinehart, who was one of the shop foremans at the time, he walked up to me and he was one of the, uh, he was one of the guys there in, uh, in Florida that I really got along with there at the Florida shop. And he said, uh. Are you ready for Are you ready for your own truck? And I said, Yeah, I feel like I'm ready for my own truck. Um, and this was at the completion of uh, first quarter with uh, with Bailey and with uh, Colton. And I said, Yeah, I feel like I'm ready for my own truck. And he goes, uh, Well, let me introduce you to your new driver. So that's when he walked me over to Lee and said, uh, uh, Brian, here's a new driver. He drives the VP Racing Fields Mad Scientist, and you'll be taking over starting right now. And, uh, and I took that as a huge compliment and a huge um, boost of confidence because Tanner and Lee had been a team for many years, many, many years. and uh, And for Tanner to recommend me to Lee, I thought was a huge was a huge honor. And uh, not only uh, not only working with someone who he's had so much success with was, but, um, also, uh, him trusting me with uh, with the headset uh, for Lee, and uh, and giving Lee the nicest truck possible to compete with. I thought that was a huge honor. So, not only did I have a huge shoes to fill from Tanner, but I had a huge shoes to fill in the expectations from Lee. Um, so I so, so me and him started day one and uh, made sure to get the truck right. Made sure to get the truck exactly how you wanted. Made sure to have the truck exactly how you wanted every day. Never had to, never, I made sure to never, uh, made sure to never have him ask for something. I always had to be one step ahead of him. If it was for uh, how the seat was, if it was how the shocks were, just just anything, I, I had to know what to do before he even asked. Um, even if it was just if we were going to go to a display and uh, and the truck was going to be out in front of 100, 200 fans or, or thousands, uh, if the truck was going to be spotless, just because it was a sponsored truck, it needed to be spotless. Every every single time it was in public, it needed to be spotless. Um, so my so my time with Cretin and kind of getting really, I don't know if you want to call it paranoid about all these little details and. Yeah, uh, that's one thing that really helped me with Lee because I had to make sure and just be me and him be on the same page twenty four seven and uh, and just have that truck ready to ready to perform and I think that's uh, I think that's one thing that me and him can look back at now talk about and uh, and say that that we accomplished
0: together. So what one cool fact that uh, I remember um, when you were with Lee is you had your brother with you you know, crewing right beside you. Talk about that and, you know, having your your brother right beside you, working with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and that was one of the – that was definitely one of the highlights for us. That – he he joined our team um, as an official member uh, first quarter of 2018. Um, The following first quarter after our front flip, after our – after our world finals freestyle championship um he joined us and i told him i said you know the expectations of this team you know you know how Lee how how lee is you know how he wants to win you know how you know how i am um as far as the head member of this as the head member of this crew team and uh me and Mark sat down or me and Lee sat, sat down with Mark and we pretty much asked him, are you up for it? And he said, this isn't going to be all sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. And he goes, yep, I'm ready for it. And he goes, I want to be part of this team. I want to, I want to see this team. Uh, I want to see this team finish with a series championship. And that was, uh, that was, uh, that was one of our goals as well. In the previous first quarter, we, we were so close to a series championship. We were in first place the entire year and we, uh, one one broken lower shock mount, uh, two shows before the end took us out. So we ended up finishing second to Chucky Pockin, which he totally deserved because man, him and uh, Scott Phillips worked their tail off that year, and and they uh, and and they did great as well. But my brother Mark, he said, I want to come out with the series championship. So he said, okay, that's always the goal every year. Every year we're out there to uh, to be competitive with the best. out here to win and if we can't win we're going to be in the top every week so uh so he came on and uh it made it really it made it really easy and uh pretty comforting to work alongside him because um if i wanted something or if i if i needed something to get done i could tell him and i and i knew how he was i knew he wouldn't get his feelings hurt even if i yelled at him something like that if emotions were running high um I knew that me and him would, would always work well together. And, uh, and I knew that he would work well with Lee because uh, Mark and Lee had been friends as well for, uh, for a couple of years. And, uh, and uh, Mark was a great, Mark was a great uh, addition to the team. I would say uh, if it wasn't for him, there would be uh, a couple less points on our scoreboard and, uh, and we may have struggled a little bit more, but uh, with him as, being part of the team um, and him doing so well, he uh, he helped us to that uh, to, to that series championship back in
2: 2018. Now we can't we can't uh, let go of the elephant in the room of the front flip itself. You you mentioned about uh, the the first championship or almost the first championship, the series championship that was right in your hands, but. The, the game plan that you guys had for, for the World Finals that year was you guys were on kill. Um, and uh, with the, the fate had it, you guys had the good hand and, and uh, kind of uh, got yourself a pretty good uh, championship.
1: Oh, yeah. the uh, Going back to the start of the 2017 uh, first quarter, me and Lee sat down before our first uh, Detroit show, and we talked and said uh, we have we have a target on our back. We're a sponsored truck. Um, everyone wants to beat everyone wants to beat the sponsored trucks because they're the ones who might have a little bit more uh, sponsorship. It, they might have a little bit more uh, they might have a little more um, push behind them. I guess and uh we sat down and he said we, we need to be on kill from show one i said we need to win races we need to be we need to win freestyles and if we, if we can if we don't win freestyles we need to be top three we need to do that all year long and we need to and 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 we need to do that week in and week out we can't have any off time so going into the 2017 uh first quarter we started off i want to say we won racing in the first 2 weeks and then i want to say we our winning streak ended in week number 3 i think we lost in the finals but each week we were coming in first second or third in freestyle so we were st- finishing pretty consistent and uh so that means that so we we had the uh, we had the point lead and we were doing super well up until uh up until Anaheim Anaheim uh, show number 1 on on Saturday and uh we had just i mean it was a freak accident it was it was something that i've still to this day i've only had one of these things break and we had a lower shock mount uh break off the truck and uh, i want to say that happened secondhand in freestyle so we finished almost dead last and in that happening i think chucky pocky and i want to say he took us he took over the point field right there and um uh, we were never able to recover from that. So that was kind of a, a bruise to our ego, um, going into Vegas. So me and Lee, uh, every show that we were at, we would always, uh, walk the track. We always talk about racing. We don't talk about freestyle. We'd always talk about jumps, just kind of, kind of just put a, like a little game plan out there. And, uh, uh for freestyle day, for the freestyle event, we, we walked the track out there that day. And, uh, we kind of looked around and kind of looked at the ramps and said, yeah, if you hit this jump, it's going to shoot you this way. If you hit this jump, it's going to shoot you that way. So me and him just kind of just sat there and talked and said, well, if we're going to, if we're going to win this thing, we need to do something spectacular. And he said, yeah, we do. So then, so then just after a little bit more talking and all that stuff, we kind of just let it go and kind of just let it, waited for showtime. And, um, Finally, after uh, after about half the field went, uh, it was our it was our turn to go. It was our turn to go, and uh, I ran up to the stands and watched the watched the freestyle before us. And then, whenever it was his turn, uh, watched him come out there. We did our normal thing, talking through the run, and then uh, that's when he hit his first backflip with 30 seconds left or so. And he he turned the truck around, and that's when he uh, that's when he did the infamous lap wheelie to the front flip. And uh, usually in other shows, if he would hit his lap wheelie, I would be on the radio and I'd tell him to drop the front end or to stop whenever he was getting close to an obstacle, in order in order to keep him from uh, from flipping over or from crashing the truck. But with having that kind of chip on her shoulder from being so close to that series championship to coming in seconds at the last minute i knew that uh we we're gonna have to try something kind of rabbit out of the hat trying to something that uh might not have been done before so i saw him riding that slap wheelie to the jump and i didn't tell him a word so i i just said well in my head i just said well let's we just see how this plays out that's when he hit the uh the ramp the truck did the front flip and uh shoot the rest was history from there um some people who were in the pits uh, heard the crowd going wild, and that's what happened. And I said we just did a front flip, and I think that at the moment they were thinking that we kind of just did like a front tumble, like where the truck kind of like crashed and rolled over forward. But uh, but it was a super awesome feeling to be the first ever team to complete one in competition, and uh, and for it to bring us the uh, the world final championship it was uh, definitely definitely awesome.
0: I remember the first time that I watched that moment. I'm like, okay, wait a second. Wait one quick second. How can something that's 10,000 pounds rotate that fast? And that thing blew up. Like, as soon as that hit the internet, everybody was posting and Even the, the video that Ozzy Man Reviews did, which is the greatest commentary on that ever. It, it, it blew oh. up.
1: It was on oh, ESPN yeah. also. Yeah, I have. A, I still have the Aussie man uh, clip, and I still have the uh, the, the 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 first uh, ESPN Sports Center clip on my phone. Uh, um, just the, sorry, just the PR and the uh, and just the uh, the views that the uh, that that video got were were crazy.
2: I had to put money on it that. Um... That, that truck, that VP truck, was on popularity level with the average Joe than probably Gravedigger and Bigfoot. Uh, with the popularity that an average person that's not a huge Monster Truck fan, you know, now knows that Monster Truck did a front flip. All they know now is that VP truck uh, did the first competing front flip. And, and I got a feeling during the... 2018 season I got a feeling that that question was probably asked a lot. Oh yeah, we
1: uh we as a team couldn't go anywhere without being asked uh about it. Um being asked if we did it on purpose, if it was an accident, just uh just just anything. And uh but it uh it it was always cool because uh because they knew about it um through social media, through 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 television through through any other uh media source somehow they had seen it or heard about it which was uh which was really cool and uh and like i said just to be the first to, just to be the first team to ever complete one in uh in competition will always be a uh, will always be a cool feather in our cap so talk about that transition
0: going from working for Feld and monster jam to now where you're at now with John Gordon piloting the fast metal truck. How did this all come about for you this first, this past first quarter?
1: Uh, well, I, whenever I had met John, I had met John his first year in monster jam when he was, uh, crewing for Rod Schmidt in, uh, in, uh, monster Rottweiler. And, uh, and, uh, I had met him whenever he had first started with uh, Monsterdown when he was uh, with Rod Schmidt. And uh, I always knew that he was uh, that he was a real good crew chief, that he knew the ins and outs of the trucks and all that stuff, and uh, that he always had a, a real big teacher in the sport. Um, the one thing I didn't realize about John was how young he was. Uh, he was always hanging around the Andersons, and he was always hanging around all the North Carolina guys. So I assumed that he was my age at the time, and it turned out that he was only 18 and at the time, I was 25, I want to say. Um, so I knew that he had a, a a really bright future in the sport. And uh, after crewing alongside him uh, for a couple first quarters, and uh, eventually, whenever he took over uh, Ryan Anderson, son of a digger, um, I knew that he was just I knew that he was just climbing and climbing in the sport, and he was just trying to see how far he could take himself, and uh, and he was doing really well. Uh, very quickly uh, too, and uh, one cool thing about um, myself and John Gordon is that both him and I won world finals championships in the same year. Him with Ryan Anderson for racing, and then me with Leo Donnell and in uh, freestyle. So that that's always something kind of cool that we can look back on. But uh, but after he uh, after he had got done crewing for Ryan, we knew that he was teaming up. And bringing out the bad company truck, and that was the same time that I was uh, that I was leaving Monster Jam. I, uh, after three years of Monster Jam, I decided to pack up my toolbox and move home. I thought uh, I wanted to spend more time back home and to uh, try to see how I could make my relationship better with my current with my girlfriend at the time how I can make my uh, my time with her better. And uh, so I moved home. I kind of got out of the sport for a little bit. And uh, that's when John Gordon uh, text me and asked me, hey, uh, I know you're not busy right now. Do you think you can come crew for me in Syracuse? I'm going to debut the Bad Company Truck. And uh, and I would love for you to to be on the headset. just Just get us through our first show. Just get our feet wet and uh, just help us get started. And I said, yeah, sure. So I did that. And then a few months later, he called me back and he said, Hey, I need, a, I need a, I need a, an extra crew guy for uh, a 10 day, a 10 day stretch. Um, we're going to be doing uh, West lab. We're going to be doing some shows in Canada all within 10 days. I said, uh, he said, can I count on you? Yeah, of course. So then after that, I told him, uh, if you ever need anything, you just call me and uh, I'll do my best to uh, to help you out. And then uh, that's whenever this past uh, January, I got a phone call from him. And he said, uh, um, are you going to be busy this first quarter? And uh, and me, not knowing where he was going with that, I said, I don't think so. He goes, well, would you like to drive the second truck? And I knew he had a second truck in the shop because he had the original uh, the original Bad Company chassis sitting there. But I knew that he was also building a a brand new in-house chassis. Well, he had finished the in-house chassis, and I guess it turned out that he was running a second truck with the uh, the original bad company chassis. So I said, well, let me get my uh, let me get let me get my ducks in a row, um, and let me see if I can do it. So I got off the phone with him. I called my wife and talked to her about it. She was fine with it, so I called him back and I said, yep if you need me, I can drive the, uh, I can drive the second truck for the first quarter and uh, flew out to San Diego for the first show, um, met up with him, with his crew guy, Matt. Um, and then my friend, Bob, uh, Bobby Baggett, he was a, a former Monster Jam crew chief as well for Morgan Kane, uh, Grave Digger for Ryan Anderson, Son of a Digger, and uh, met up with them, saw the sponsor, the sponsored truck, Fast Metal, um, met with the Fast Metal owners and uh, the rest is history from there. Just uh, I knew that I was going to be the
2: money truck in the trailer, but uh, I was out there. I was out there to uh, to put on the best show that I could. So, and your season kind of got shortened because of what's going on with the coronavirus. But we are kind of to the point where we caught up in your monster career. But also, I uh, just want to let I mean, you're going to become in family life. You got married. Now you're gonna be uh, pretty soon a dad. Uh, how's that Here gonna I be? Am. Um, it's
1: a uh, it's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of different emotions. I'll tell you that. Um, I actually found out that my wife Denise was pregnant the day before I left for San Diego. So, my, not making any excuses for my performance in San Diego, but man, my head was in a million different places. Um, just found out my wife was pregnant. Uh. I'm back, in the, I'm back in the seat of a Monster Jam truck for the first time in four years, five years for the first time. Um, uh, but just uh, just enjoying every process right now of, uh, of her pregnancy and of uh, knowing I'm going to be a dad for the first time. I mean, right now I'm the stepdad to an 11-year-old, an and she's great. Um, she, she, she really is a great kid. Uh, but, but as far as my, my wife and I, this would be our first kid together and, uh, going with her to her doctor's appointments and all that stuff like that is super cool. Um, we just recently found out that we're going to have a, a little boy due in, uh, beginning of October. So, uh, so we're super excited, uh, looking into different motorcycles and into different, uh, just different ways to get him into, uh, motorsports, hopefully follow the same footsteps that I had um with uh with dirt bikes with uh just with everything um but it's uh but it's super exciting uh loving every step of the process and uh it'll be something that i uh that i'll never forget
0: so speaking of motorsports, and you know, getting like a cheat set like getting away from the monster stuff for a bit um are you into like you know like you said you mentioned dirt bikes are you into like NASCAR and NHRA kind of what uh what motorsports do you more hover around these days Uh
1: probably the the one I follow closest would be Supercross just because that's where I got my start Um that's where I got my start uh there was a local track about 45 minutes from us growing up where I used to race at and it was a a track that uh I I'm not sure if you guys know the names of uh, Ivan Tedesco, but Ivan Tedesco was, was the big name at the track at the time. Hot sauce. um, In the summers. Yep. And during the summers, he was the big name who we'd always, after our races, we'd go watch him and he'd be in the bigger class and we'd go watch him. And man, he'd smoke everyone and make it look so effortless. So I knew that I I mean, if I wanted to get to that, to that caliber one day that I keep on needing to step it up, step it up. And, uh, uh i also raced uh same track as a uh, supercrosses current racer uh, or current rider uh, jason anderson he uh he grew up at the same track as i did so uh so so, so definitely uh so definitely dirt bikes was my, is my first uh sport that i or my first motorsport that i follow the closest and then i love uh i love tractor pulls i love uh nhra uh nascar really anything anything with an engine i'll follow it um
2: as long as it's competitive i'm 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 all about it and also i mean uh you also had some pretty good hobbies Uh, i know before you left uh you were kind of into uh rebuilding some classic trucks um i think they're gone now but yeah
1: yeah i uh whenever I had, whenever I had left Montrezem and moved home, uh, to be closer to my family and be closer to my wife, I, uh, I purchased a a 1970 Chevy and I had, uh, I had huge, huge goals for it. And, uh, and I got most of them done. I didn't get them all done, but, uh, but it's just another thing that that I can always look back to and, um, and really enjoy the process of, uh, working, working on it alongside my dad, alongside my father-in-law and, uh, and now, now that I know that we're going to have a little boy, um, purchasing, I, I, I was talking to my wife, I said, I want to buy a square body. I want to buy a square body and build it with him and, uh, and have that be his first vehicle. So, so you'll see one of these days, one of these days I'll be purchasing another square body and, uh, doing, uh, doing a, hopefully a full rebuild on it and making it special to, uh, special to him. But, uh, but that's kind of like my outlet to, uh, to being out of monster trucks full time is, uh, is having some sort of project here at home that I can work on.
0: So one question that I want to ask is, you know, um, kind of diving in back a little bit of the monster truck stuff somewhat, is uh, Fast Metal. It, it's my, it was my first time hearing about the company when, you know, you debuted the truck. Um, are they a fairly new company or they've been around for a long time? I don't know much about them uh, yet.
1: They they are a fairly new company. They, they they're I don't know if you'd call it a rebrand from uh, Liquid Eyewear, but the the original owner uh, had the uh, had the Liquid Eyewear brand and uh, and uh, ended the company and wanted to kind of come back with a little bit more with a little bit more options with a little bit more colors. Uh, so after a couple of years, he came back and came out with the With the fast metal brand. And the one thing that he always took pride in and he still does is that his products are made in the USA and that they are um,
2: available for anyone from motorsports people to just the general public. So, and you can go online to get that. uh, I believe that uh, those glasses, correct?
1: yes correct yeah if you go to uh fastmetalsunglass.com that uh that's website that you can find um all different kinds of glasses you can find i think i want to say all of them are uh ANSI approved so they're all um so they're all work so they're all work approved um they're constantly coming out with different colors different styles um anything that uh people can get into and the one thing that they pride themselves on is that they, their product is made in the usa and uh, and and i i don't have uh anything bad to say about them only uh, only great things i'll probably work metal for the rest of my life
0: see if i didn't just buy two uh brand new pairs of pit vipers i'd, I'd get some fast miles i'm probably still going to get some you know support you and and the company and you know it's it's really cool to to hear the story of you know you know, how you and and John got together.
1: Yeah. um, Our relationship uh, has always been great and kind of, it started off by getting up on the right foot and, uh, and slowly working our way up from there. Um, But it's cool because both of us started off as, uh, as, as, as crew guys, um, working our way up to crew chiefs um, and then him starting his own team. And then, him bringing me on as the uh, as the second driver of the second truck in the trailer um, has uh, has always been something that both of us can look back on and and, uh, and really enjoy.
2: Uh, I enjoy that. That's pretty cool. Is is that? Uh, uh, we got a few questions for you, and if you want to answer them, be our guest. But uh, first off, uh, the first question: uh, What's your favorite pie?
1: I've heard of pie it has to be uh, just a classic American just uh, apple pie
2: all right has anybody one. answered apple yet cheech yes so apples actually second and it was two uh, pumpkin was uh, two ahead now it's one ahead okay yeah <laughs> then the final question are you for eggnog or against eggnog Oh man, that's
1: tough. And I'm lactose intolerant, and I'm not sure if there is any dairy in eggnog. But I will have to say I'm against it. Suck it, Norman Brothers. Suck it.
2: All right, that makes uh, one <laughs> one down. So uh, we'll we'll take that. But uh, yeah, that's our tough questions of the day.
1: <laughs> all right i appreciate those those were uh those were some different ones those ones are our
0: staples <laughs> of our podcast from one of the pie question comes from a good friend brandon Cole Pepper senior always got to shout him out for that and then you know it's just a rivalry between me and Cheech and the roman brothers those guys love eggnog and we absolutely despise the garbage
1: yeah i mean if they're the only two that enjoy it then let them have it
0: um, we had uh Cody socie and Jeff Sin on our live pod, our live episode, and they were they like it.
1: I heard that the Norman Brothers paid them to say they liked it.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. You know how those you know you know how those Norman Brothers are. Yeah, they're sneaky, especially that Chris Copperhead dude. Um, what? Oh, bad. anyway. so uh is there any type of social media people can follow you in
1: uh yeah right now my only social media i have sorry is uh is instagram but you can follow me at brian mays 133 i try to post and uh stay kind of uh current and up to date with with what i'm up to and uh things that are going on in my life Um, i try to post about my family about my interests. um I try to keep the monster truck stuff up as uh as currently as I can with as much as I'm able to do it. Um yeah, you can uh you can check it out. Check it out Brian May's 133 and you're going to see all the adventures of uh of myself and my family in our everyday life. You'll get to see uh in the next few months, going to have a little boy. Uh shoot, that's going to be uh that's going to be its own adventure in itself. Uh super excited. Can't wait. Um just gonna enjoy every step, every uh, of every process.
0: I was waiting for you there, Cheech.
2: <laughs> uh, uh. Oh. Well, <laughs> right, yeah, I asked him a social media question, so it was yeah. your
0: turn. Well, uh Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was a great really great chance to talk to you. we hopefully definitely have you on again and uh get some updates on you know the new baby and uh everything. And um Cheech, where can people follow you out on social media, bud? I'm on Instagram, uh I don't
2: even know my own social media. It's uh at uh Dan Agosh, uh, Dan Cheech Agosh on instagram snapchat agosh 10 dan agosh 10 um on uh uh facebook you can same name same, same last so uh that's my social media there how about you brad uh
0: you can follow me on instagram at the monster truck Canucker. i'm on snapchat at shaw design zero one and you just gotta look up brad shaw or bradley shaw on uh on on facebook and uh Again, thank you, Brian, for coming on. Thank you to High Octane Coffee, J Concepts, Six B Apparel, Marty Garza, and his up in his book. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know this has been another episode of Crush This, a Monster podcast. And as we always say, thank keep the keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up, everybody.